0: Hello and welcome to the key moment podcast. I'm your host, Leisha Holmes, and this is a podcast by a recruiter with guests from across the business world. So whether you're a fellow recruiter, an entrepreneur seeking inspiration, or a business enthusiast, just listening in, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields on a variety of hot topics. So thank you for listening to The Key Moment. Hello and welcome to The Key Moment. Our next guest is Martin Dangerfield of Dangerfield Consultancy, which is a candidate experience globally. Would you like to say hello, Martin?
1: Hi, Alicia. Thank you. It was a nice introduction.
0: Thank you very much indeed. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all?
1: Yeah, I work with organisations as to look at their candidate experience, helping them grow, scale their business Typically with scale-ups, typically looking at companies of around 200 people who Mm -hmm. hit problems with their hiring.
0: Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today. So we're going to talk today about whether or not artificial intelligence will replace recruiters. It's quite a controversial topic. So first and foremost, can you just explain, Martin, what exactly is artificial intelligence? I
1: knew you were going to ask that. The answer is no. I can, but I can't. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of debate, and you'll see it on LinkedIn, you'll see it in social media around... The difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning mm-hmm. so a lot of people say we haven't got artificial intelligence for me we've got some in the recruitment process and we look at software and platforms out there which are starting to apply artificial intelligence the difference for me fundamentally is there's a decision point made so when we're talking about in the context of recruitment normally it means that uh, something's looked at a cv or looked at a candidate made a decision to proceed to the next step mm-hmm. some of that is machine learning because the more that these platforms do that the more they learn from that the more they go to the next step and by default it says if i've always hired plumbers i've looked at a lot of plumber cvs for example i know what a plumber looks like okay so i can make a decision on the back of that but That's probably not artificial intelligence anymore that becomes machine learning it's quite complicated mm-hmm. um, most people still fundamentally think we haven't got true artificial intelligence yet. But I I argue that we really have. I've seen a lot of systems and uh, recruitment tools which definitely have a decision point, they make a decision. Um, But they don't feel, they don't sense, they don't do a bunch of other stuff, which is also where that definition of intelligence starts to creep in.
0: Okay. And, And so as you see it today at 2018, how has it started to replace actual recruiters?
1: it has and it's funny we've been talking about this for a while haven't we? that the looking at organizations that start to do it i am i did a talk earlier this year um which really focused in on recruiters days being numbered which is my favorite topic particularly agency recruiters Mm -hmm. because they love that Mm -hmm. and there's always an argument of no 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 you'll never replace me i'm amazing i talk to people every day i'm fantastic but if you look at the the how a candidate begins their journey where they start thinking about a job there's definitely some opportunity here and now, in 2018, for artificial intelligence. Um, Primarily it's around screening, primarily it's around matching a CV to a job description. That's the easiest bit. And you and I can do that now, if we actually wanted to. If you think about an organization that's taken a lot of applicants, that's really, really helpful to them, that they can start to filter out first pass. Um, These are the people that have got the skills, these are the people that haven't and then feed those candidates to a recruiter. We still need the recruiter in the process. Um, Nobody ever got a job without the recruiter yet. If we look at some more controversial tools um, around video interviewing, there are tools in the marketplace now which have got truth detectors. They will be able to tell if you're lying by interviewing you on a video.
0: Goodness me. And And that sounds great, doesn't it? It It does in theory.
1: It's in practice, it's, 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 it's in practice, people argue in theory, it's great and it's not great in one measure. So candidates who are telling the truth and are honest and know what they are, brilliant for them. They can have an interview on video, um, the system can tell if they're lying or not, make a decision point. Great. If you've got something to hide, yeah, that's good. The, the awkward candidates are the people in the middle though, that where they're not actually lying, but undoubtedly they're selling themselves, they're
0: upskilling yeah upskilling upscaling pushing themselves out the comfort zone and you notice
1: it's strange enough and and i suspect recruiters will be the 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 most uh, obvious people that struggle with this that um in the sales environment if you're asked did you sell all this x y and z the answer is always yeah of course i did yeah actually it might not be the whole truth and this the systems can detect that's not the whole truth through They're body not.
0: language or how does it do it? Um,
1: it actually does it through video the video facial expressions, says so facial expressions and looking at retinas as you're talking.
0: So actually people could prep ahead of that and just can't make make a a retin- themselves. Can't make your retinas lie. That's true. Can't okay. I'm very intrigued to know about that. That could go even further afield. So are there particular sectors or markets that you think are probably most likely to be replaced by whether it's machine learning or artificial intelligence? I think if we look
1: at tech, tech companies love them. Yeah. They
0: love these yeah. tools because it gets
1: rid of recruiters. Recruiters are horrible, expensive things. Um, awkwardly, though, it's also those lower level volume roles that mm. perhaps we might not think of. So working in a contact center, working in a shop, yeah. those roles, you could see that the recruitment process could definitely be replaced by technology. Mm. And why not have some artificial intelligence? I mean, again, it's your, I guess it's your view on, viewpoint on recruiters and their own intelligence levels. Um, okay.
0: Well, given that I run a service that recruits recruiters, obviously, I'm trying to find the best in each market. So I guess I sit almost on the other side of it because I can see how artificial intelligence and machine learning can be advantageous, at like you said, getting to that point of the decision. But ultimately, I'm not unrealistic about how the market's changing. But I think that we influence as human beings, other human beings. So we can pick upon behaviours, we can pick upon skill set, and we can pick upon learning ability. Whereas I don't believe that a piece of software can do that.
1: I'd argue the difference between a good recruiter and a bad recruiter, and that's that's the challenge, isn't it? That we yeah, both course. face. That yeah, the market's no, full of really average recruiters. There's that great piece of uh, Monster data where they looked at how how long it takes to read a CV, and they clocked it at six point eight seconds on average. So wow. we tend to round that up to seven. So, an average recruiter spends seven seconds reading a CV wow. and then says that they're amazing at being able to work out a good candidate from a bad candidate. Um, a bit of AI can read a, a CV in a fraction of a second. Of course. But it reads the whole CV and has actually read all of it. Okay. And that's the subtle difference, I think, mm. that, that good AI is always going to be better than bad recruitment. Bad recruiters,
0: yeah. And there's definitely an argument for that. that but could the, be...
1: ma- the majority of the industry is run by. Bad recruiters, and that's not in, in agency or in-house particular. it's it's both. Across the board.
0: Are there any particular areas where you could see that it, it will be slower to be an impact, so any parts of the recruitment sector?
1: Yeah, I mean, key sectors, again, you think about um, people where legal um, recruitment, for mm. example, always seems to be the, the last to get there. They absolutely mm. think about the the Quality of the engagement mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. typically the organizations say they're unique mm-hmm. and nobody really understands them like their recruiters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's really difficult though because I'm not sure that's actually true. I think it's it, it horses for courses. Um, if you look at the tech sector, particularly, most people are struggling to find good, solid software engineers, for example. Mm-hmm. So AI can help with that. AI can help certainly with the sourcing and the, the high level screening of candidates. If we then replay that out into other sectors though, it's probably not so easy because skill sets are are broader. So salespeople, are you a good salesman, a bit of AI possibly isn't going to spot that quite so easily. You you need to have that conversation piece. Of course you do. But then if I apply AI to video interviewing, Mm. that's where the conversation is happening. So the conversation piece is already there. I've got a conversation from a salesperson, prepared ready to talk about themselves. The AI will weed them out and see if they're telling the truth or or if they're a a good candidate. Mm. So I think there's no one sector that's immune. I do think people will go for volume and look at where they're doing volume hiring.
0: Right. Um, so there'll be almost a segregation to um, a higher volume approach. AI will be very applicable, but more in a more consultative environment. I mean, you gave legal as an example. <clears> I would actually argue that rec-to-rec rec actually is probably in that bracket as well, where it's largely down to personality and softer skills rather than just hard-nosed facts that you'd get off a CV. A lot of what... Those um, markets where it is HR, legal, Rector Act, more consultative, you can't pick those items up off a piece no, of software. I'd agree, and I think
1: that's probably my view still at the moment is that right mm-hmm. now, yeah, that, that, that element can't be covered by tools, recruitment mm-hmm. tools, etc. I know there's a bunch of people who'd argue with me as well even saying it can be. Mm. But for me, I think about those large organisations. I was with somebody this morning. They take over 300,000 applicants a year right? straight into their, their uh, recruitment database. Mm-hmm. How do they know which ones they should talk to? And the answer is they don't. And also the, the candidate experience is rubbish because mm. 300,000 people just get lost. They don't hire 300,000 people. So really good use of artificial intelligence there would make sense. It says... I can read the CV and I can make a decision that yeah. these are the best people you should talk to yeah. and then put them in front of a recruiter yeah. and then reject the others at the same time in, in real time. And that that is actually what candidates strangely want. Um, I did some work last year with a bank, I can't blame who they were, and they were looking at how they hire for their contact centres. And it was a similar model that they were having quite a lot of emphasis on the recruiter conversation.
0: Right. But what they
1: found was that, that conversation was worthless. Um, at the early stages, much more valuable later on down the line where, as you say, those personal skills, you get to sell the job, you get to sell the environment, really important. What they found up front though, let's make um, a system where candidates are screened, are assessed and know where they stand. So they actually came out- At that point. With three outcomes. So there was the, yes, you're great, Mm -hmm. click here to book an interview, which will be your first and final interview because we think you're marvellous second one was, you're not quite ready for us now, but we're going to put you into a real talent pool where we're genuinely going to come back to you. Okay. And the third one was never apply for us ever, ever again. again. And that was based on the decision points in their assessment tool, which was around fraud and your propensity to commit fraud, which is a oh. good thing if you're a bank.
0: Absolutely. Gosh, gotcha. yeah. Cool. So Martin, how can recruiters attempt to future-proof themselves about being replaced by artificial intelligence?
1: A brilliant question i i'm gonna i'm gonna pick myself up i did a talk in kiev this year to 150 people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and very sensibly somebody in the audience asked that question my, my talk had been about artificial intelligence and getting rid of all of them um for, but fundamentally it's about knowing where you offer the most value in that that end-to-end process
0: mm-hmm.
1: so particularly with an agency recruitment model well if you think about that first and then think about an in-house model but it's for agencies First and foremost, it's engagement with your client, it's genuinely understanding what the client wants. And that sounds really obvious, but as somebody who's bought recruitment services from people, it's not immediately obvious. You get a very poor service from from Mm. people, people you probably expect to do better. And they write heavily on the process of, look, I've written, I've had a conversation with you about your job description and done this and done that. But actually, yeah, really good recruiters are still succinct, understand their customer. Um, are willing to walk away, and I think that's really important. Where they actually acknowledge, "I can't do this. I can't help you." Yeah, that's actually worth its weight in, in gold. To be really honest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's where where the value is at. But from there, and then thinking about the candidate experience, yeah, being able to engage and, as you say, we said this earlier, root out some of those softer skills. Think about what is it like. For this candidate and my client, and how am I going to match those two things so up? So it's empathy. So it's empathy. It's engagement. It's being personal, All the obvious things that we often you know, value in a recruiter. Yes. But being really blunt again, we've, we you don't always see that every single day in every Agreed. single recruitment business. Yeah. I've spent enough time in in agencies to see where it goes wrong, and that side of it is the bit that's missing. Why well, it's too transactional? Absolutely, and clients yeah. don't want that transaction. No. The only way that as a recruiter you're going to develop business again, not rocket science, is to Build a relationship with your client and for them to really understand and value what you what you say and what you bring um, and that isn't generic of you know we find the base the best candidates etc cetera, etc cetera. it's understanding your market in deep dive knowledge If I look at the in-house model um, recruiters there will again they have a, a slightly different um engagement because they're the employer so for them empathy is also tied in with assessment they need to be able to work out you're a good fit, you're a good fit for this organisation, you're a good fit for my organisation and then we're going to work together. Typically again there's some tools in place, we may look at psychometric tests, you may look at something else, all of which are also being replaced with an element of AI. Um, why have a psychometric test that relies upon some sort of manual intervention when you can have AI? But yeah, first and foremost, they, uh, be, be a, a recruiter who's honest and gets their value in the supply chain. And if you haven't got it, then then work out how you're going to get it. Work out, work out gonna what's going to work it. for that client and, and be really tailored. And I think that's probably as a, a buyer of recruitment services, that's what people want. They want a tailored offering that isn't one size fits all. No. It's really more difficult to walk away from. If I think about it, you know, if I'm tied
0: in with you, why wouldn't we go anywhere else? If Absolutely. you're doing what I want, brilliant. It's a bespoke service, isn't it? And that's how it all started. If you think back to the sort of provenance of the recruitment market, that's what we were here to do.
1: Yeah, but along the way it got lost, didn't it? It got lost with bit. volume and money and volume and money. I agree. And I often feel, I, often th- I mean, this is probably slightly off topic, but I often feel that recruiters are led astray almost by the business that they work for. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think about some of the organisations I've seen, there's one i work worked with, which had 180 consultants, recruitment consultants. And fundamentally, they were good people mm-hmm. and they were having decent conversations with their clients. Mm-hmm. But their their leadership team was beating them around the head every day to do more, to get more CVs yeah. out, to do this, to do that, and that was
0: probably not working phone. for most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: back on the phone, power hours, etc., etc. So
0: Interesting. Well, it's been really interesting to have this insight and I, for one, will continue to sort of educate my client base as to how they have their intrinsic value portrayed to their clients so that they're not replaced by artificial intelligence anytime soon. Um, just one final question for you, Martin. What is your top mantra for success in life? Oh God,
1: that's a bit of a deep thing. Um, mm-hmm. We go again. It's anything I ever say to people. Every Monday is a little post from me and we go again. Because your Mondays, you, you forget the last week, you've got to move on. Because um, otherwise you get, love, particularly in recruitment, you tend to dwell on the, on the negatives of that that deal didn't happen, or that person didn't say yes, or whatever. Um, so I tend to think that Monday's a new day, and you sort of start again. So yeah, we yeah, go It's a
0: very good mantra for life in general. Actually, you've been a fab, absolutely fab, fabulous guest. You really have, Martin. Thank you very much for joining me on the Key Moment, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for dropping into the Key Moment podcast. You can listen through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, or whatever your preferred podcast platform is just search for the key moment and be sure to subscribe to get a brand new episode every week we'll see you soon